Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This segment of the Nosebleed Seats is brought to you by Bill Dickinson's group of dealerships. You can check them out online. That's DallasTruckWorld.com. Mesquite Mitsubishi is at MyMitsu.com. And, of course, there's always Southwest Kia at SouthwestKia.com. Doing a little rearranging here on the nosebleed seats. Amari Cooper about to hop on with us as we speak. Fell asleep. You know, it's understandable. It's he the fell off asleep. season, okay? As a matter of fact, Evander Holyfield had fallen asleep. It was taking a power nap from his flight, and they had to wake him up. So, Amari, I just talked to him on the phone a minute ago. He'll be calling it. In fact, he's calling in right now in the Pimp Cup with Reg. So, Amari Cooper. First time he's talked to anybody since Pro Bowl, Jane Slater, I guess. And we will push back around the rim to 940, so we'll do it next here on The Fan. But joining us right now is Dallas Cowboys wide receiver Amari Cooper, joining us on the home at Dallas Cowboys football, 105.3 The Fan on the nosebleed seats with Zach Wolchuk and Chris Arnold. Amari, how you doing, my man? Hey, Coop. I'm doing good. How are you guys? Man, I, I know you're in your power nap. I appreciate you waking up for me. <laughs> no problem. Hey, first of all, how you been? What you been up to the last couple of weeks? Nobody's seen you since the Pro Bowl, and I know you've been probably ripping and running or maybe laying laying low. Hey, yeah, a little bit of everything. Uh, I've been laying low as of the last couple of days, but um, I just came back from Bali, Indonesia. I was uh, traveling a little bit. That was pretty fun. Ooh, what were you doing out there in Indonesia? The place to be. Yeah, it was a place my sister wanted to go. I um. I want to travel more as well, but I don't necessarily know which places that I want to go to first. Um, and so my sister, I guess she saw it online and wanted to wanted to go there. And so we just, just got up and we went. I've been telling people for the last year, you are one of the deepest athletes I've ever met in my life. You always read a lot of books. You and Cheeto are always playing chess, you know, in the locker room when the media come in. And now you're just traveling all over the world. So is that the 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 most exotic place you've been, or have you been some more places that were pretty cool? Um, no, I haven't really been to a lot of places out of the country yet, but it is a goal of mine. I've been out of the country a, a couple of different times, um, but Bali was probably the best so far, yes. Amari Cooper joining us here on 105.3 The Fan. Now, Amari, when in the off season, do you like to just – take a step back from football, or are you kind of paying attention? Did you watch any of the Combine that just went down this past weekend? Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch the Combine at all. I, I actually do like to take a step back from football. and uh, you know, just take. I think it's important to take some time away from the game, so that's what I do. 
So have you been working out at all? Were you running the beaches in Bali? I mean, I'm just trying to figure out how healthy you've been trying to get since the Pro Bowl. Yeah, so I, I, I work out all the time. <laughs> working out is just something that I love to do. Um, I like to just stay in shape and uh, look the part, even if it's not for football. Like when I'm done playing football, I'm still going to be working out probably five times a week. That's just what I like to do. I hear that. Hey, I know you're somewhat mysterious like a hockey player when it comes to injuries. Hockey players always say upper body, lower body. They never tell you exactly what's wrong with them. I know this past season you were fighting through some injuries. Can you talk about that a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, just, just one of those situations to where I was always banged up in a place or two um, for some reason. Uh, you know, obviously it's a, it's a very physical game. Um, every time you touch the ball, if you score, run out of bounds, so you're getting hit. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was kind of banged up. Was this your toughest season fighting through some injuries? Because I know you were at Alabama. You said that um, coach told you, man, you you need to fight through these injuries because 80% of Mari is better than the rest of the guys on the team. So he, they wanted you to fight through it. You told you told me that story one time. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I, I would say, actually, that this is my – um, this was the toughest season as far as battling with injuries. I mean, it was it was it was a real battle, um, but hey, I got through it and uh, I learned from it. So, where are you at now with your health? Are, are you uh, about close to a hundred percent, or when do you think you'll be ready to go in terms of being fully healthy? Yeah, I'm good now. Um, I feel good. You know, I, I run all the time uh, and I'm working out, um, and, and I feel good. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully we can go into next year. And uh, the emphasis is definitely, the number one emphasis is definitely to, to take care of the body. And I've been, you know, focused on that so far. You know, every time people ask you questions about your contract, we know your agent, you got to get a, did a, had to get a different agent. Everybody's always asking, are oh, you going to stay with the Cowboys? And you always say you're going to stay with the Cowboys. Is that still what you, can you want to say it again for everybody else so they can hear it again? <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I I love, being a Dallas Cowboy, um, I, I love everything about it. I was just thinking about that today. I think about it almost every day, really. Um, you know, just primetime games. Like we play what seems like more night games than anybody, and that always feels good to a football player. Um, you know, everything, the facility, I love it here in Frisco, where I stay at now. Um, just the aura of being a Dallas Cowboy. I mean, you can't beat it. So uh, I, I want to be a Dallas Cowboy for life. Now, I know you've been stepping away from football and not trying to pay attention to anything, but you got a thing in the mail that said the CBA needs to get ratified and they want you to vote on it. Have you been paying attention at all about the CBA and how it might affect your contract negotiations? I've been paying a little bit of attention to it, mostly just because they've been sending us you know, nonstop emails and messages about it. So, yeah, I've been paying some attention to it. Um, yeah. Amari Cooper joining us here in your home at Dallas Cowboys Football 105.3. The fan, Amari, you said you want to be a Cowboy for life. How important is Dak Prescott being your quarterback with the Dallas Cowboys in relation to you wanting to be with the Dallas Cowboys? It's very important. Uh, we've built a good relationship so far. Uh, you know, from the time I got here, we were able to hit the ground running. And just from my experience of being in the NFL, I, don't, I wouldn't say that that's a common thing you know sometimes you can um 
you know, join up with a quarterback after being traded or um, going to a new team, whether it's the draft or, or, or whatever, and it not go so smooth. And so um, I, I wouldn't try to trade that for anything because I I know what can be on the other side of that, you know. So, yeah, I would say it's very important. And you say you didn't pay attention to the end of the combine, but I know you got some friends that were out there. A lot of these Alabama wide receivers Jerry, showing Judy. out. Man. Hey, Henry Ruggs III running that four two seven, my man. Can you tell us anything about your partners? Yeah, so like I said, yeah, I didn't I didn't watch the combine, but obviously, you know, I saw some of the stuff on like Twitter, Instagram. Uh, yeah, Henry Henry Ruggs, everybody knew he was really fast. I knew he would run a four two. Um, you know, you got Judy, you got a lot of guys that come out of Alabama every year, and I'm I'm excited to see what their uh, their future holds as NFL players. And before we let you go, because I know you got to run, and by the way, I appreciate you waking up for the interview. Um. Is there anything you want to say about the Cowboys trying to re-sign to some of the same guys and bring them back? Because I know Byron Jones is out there. There's a lot of guys, Robert Quinn. I know you can't bring back everybody. And like I said, you and, and Dak, could you talk about the situation? And you, like I said, you've always said you don't worry about that. you got agents that take care of that stuff. But as far as like the Cowboys players being a family in that, in that, in that locker room, yeah, so I mean, when you once you become a veteran in the NFL, you kind of get you kind of grow accustomed to um, what it's like to be an NFL player. And one of the things we quickly learn is uh, change is really the only thing that's constant. When you talk about uh, the guys on the roster, I remember when I was a rookie, you know, there was a guy who came in and talked to us during like an orientation or something like that, and he said, um, on average, about sixty percent. 60% of any given team is different from year to year. And I was I was kind of astounded by that because I'm like, dang. But as the years went on, I was like, well, what he said was true. You know, um, you, you might have your, your core of guys who stay around for um, a long time, but, you know, mostly everybody else out of that 53-man roster, it's going to always change. And so you just, you just you get used to that and um, get used to life as an NFL player, and you just try every year to, uh, you know, be the best leader you can, um, be the best teammate you can um, for that year uh, and try to get the best out of everybody because you know that this is the only year that all these guys are going to be together in 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 the same place. Yeah, and as we follow up on that with you, Amari, I do want to ask you about Byron because you get to play against him every day in practice, right? But you've also gone up against some of the elite corners in the game, especially this past season. Where does Byron stack up, in your opinion, in your opinion to some of the best corners that you've played? Yeah, he stacks up well, man. Um, you know, Byron, I would say, is like your prototypical corner. You know, he, he's long, um, but he's also fast and quick, a very smart player. Um and I would just say, man, he works harder than anybody that I've, you know, ever gone against. You know, you see him, um, you know, at, at every intermission in practice. He, he's not taking a break. He's working on his skills that you'll see him on the side doing footwork drills and stuff like that. So, um, you know, he, he really wants to be that that player, you know, and uh, I think he's proven it over the last couple of years. Um, that he wants to be that player because he's grown every year as a player. And so I think he's going to continue to grow. I um, just I, I was just remembering something. I was I just forgot to ask you. I, I hadn't talked to you about Coach McCarthy yet. I know Randall told you anything. Have you had a chance to talk to him yourself? What do you think about Coach McCarthy coming in? 
I haven't had a chance to talk to him yet. Um, so, um, but what I can see from, you know, obviously the outside looking in, you know, that he's an accomplished coach. Um, he, he's been to the stage before. And, um, you know, it's always good to, to have that experience on your side because you can learn from it. Like, I've, I've never been to a Super Bowl before. I've never won a Super Bowl before. Um, so just to be a part of a of a potential culture that that he's bringing, um, I think it means the world. Talking with Amari Cooper here on your home of Dallas Cowboys football, 105.3 The Fan. I want to ask you about Michael Gallup. Last year, it seemed like it was wide receiver one and one A. I believe you mentioned that to reporters last year. What have you seen in terms of Michael Gallup's growth, and what excites you about potentially playing with him for at least the next two years? Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot. You know, they say uh, they say the biggest leap that a, a pro football player makes is between year one and year two, and I think uh, he, he was a display of that. You know, he you know he had a decent rookie year. You know, for a wide receiver. Um, and then he made a huge leap and had a thousand plus yards, and um, and so I think now it's just about uh, because you, you saw that he had the potential his rookie year, and then in year two he proved that um, he 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 was reaching that ceiling like he was getting closer to it, and so I think now it's just about picking hairs for him because now he we can see that he's going to be a great player, so to become that great player he has to you know pick those hairs and and kind of work on all the, the nuances of his game um, so that he can get to the level that he ultimately wants to be at. And I think he can do it. Uh, I really think he can do it. So I'm excited to, to play with him um, for the next couple of years. And um, it, it's just something that, you know, I always thought was important, you know, ever since I, I got to the league. Ever since I – I'm sorry, not ever since I got to the league. Ever since I played in my first a playoff game in the NFL because uh, – one thing you quickly realize is that a, a playoff game is so much different than a than a regular season game. It's like the coaches um, want to win a little bit more because you can you can just feel it in the scheme how they approach the playoff game. And so when I, I remember playing my first playoff game, you know they were kind of just keying on me so much, and I was just like, dang, I wish you know, I wish we can, I wish we had somebody else to take that pressure off. You know what I'm saying? Just because. No receiver wants to be double team unless he's getting the ball thrown to him in a double team. Because I feel like I can beat the double teams, but if your quarterback sees you getting double team, he's not going to throw you the ball. And so somebody somebody else has to step up and make plays. And I think that's what Michael Gallup is. Amari, you mentioned earlier when you were talking about wanting to stay with the Cowboys, the primetime games, and you've balled out at mm-hmm. home in several primetime games, but. You know, there's been a lot of question marks from the fans, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, on the Autoflex Leasing Fan Text, about you seem to perform really, really well at AT&T Stadium, but you've, your numbers have declined a little bit on the road. Is there anything to that? Are you just more comfortable in the home environment, or is this just circumstantial? Um, I think it's just simple math, <laughs> to be honest. I think um, people look right past that. I mean, if you look at the... Um, if you look at the numbers, home versus away, you know, obviously I, I perform better at home. That's, that's evident. But I have a lot more targets at, at home, you know. Um play the same amount of games away as I did um, at home, and the, the, the targets are probably more than double what they are away. And so I, I don't know why it's like that, but I think if I had the same amount of targets in away games, it would be – it would be a no-brainer that I would perform the same way. I mean, it's just like 
we're still on the football field. It's just in a different state. You know, it's really no different. Mm-hmm. Hey, Amari, you mentioned, speaking of home, uh, Des Bryant has been working out at the star or near the star, not in the facility itself, but out that way with uh, D-Rob and he's and, and Patrick Mahomes. And Patrick Mahomes at the game last night. Des was out there. I was talking to Patrick. And Des was saying that he been he texts you sometimes or maybe you say he's playing some Madden with you or something. What do you think about his chances of possibly coming back? Because Steven said he's wide open to it. And Jerry said, oh, I've been thinking about Des in the shower coming back. What do you think about Des coming back? Yeah, uh, I do. Uh, I do talk to him every now and again. Um, I think it would be great. You know, obviously, Des is a great player. I remember, um, you know, when I when I was in college and even my first couple of years in the league, he was, he was still considered one of the top five receivers in the game. And so, um, I don't think I don't think that's something that you just lose, especially with the way that um, Des's game is. You know, he's one of those guys who goes up and attacks the ball. He goes up and, and and get the ball, and I think he still has that. That's not something he just lose. So, uh, you know, I think he can come back and and be a dominant player, really, um, and give any opportunity to do so. Would you want to play with Dez? Would he be welcome back into that wide receiver room with you and Michael Gallup? And if Randall Cobb's back, yeah, of course, I would want to play with him. Um, you know, I would definitely uh, have some questions for him um, because I think he's a phenomenal player. Uh, I can remember my, I think it was my junior year in college, um, I had like 16 touchdowns. And I, I think he had like 16 touchdowns the same year. I can I can still remember remember that. And, uh, you know, I've never had double-digit touchdowns in the NFL. So I know I know how difficult that is. Um, and, and, and even when I had 16 touchdowns my junior year, I know I felt like I scored a lot of touchdowns. So uh, just for him to be able to do that, in the in the NFL, you know, I know I can learn something from him. You ever throw up the X? <laughs> nah. <laughs> nah. I, I saw some of those Saints players throwing up the X when Dez got hurt down there, and I was like, man, that's pretty sharp. They were a tribute to Dex. Well, hey, man, I appreciate you waking up for me, and uh, I will be talking to you before you know it, all right, man? I'll holler at you later on the evening, okay? Okay. All right. Thank you for having me. I appreciate your time. Hey, we appreciate you, brother. Thank you so much, Coop. And uh, we look forward to seeing you as a Dallas Cowboy here for many more years to come. There he goes. Amari Cooper joining us here on the Nosebleed Seats with Zach Wolchuk, Chris Arnold, Reginald Atatula. And uh, just moving some things around there, but gracious enough to take some time to hop on with us. We appreciate it. I think his body clock was off from that Bally trip. Oh, man. That is, that's for real. That jet lag is no joke. Yeah. But coming up next, we're just going to move it on down. we got Around the Rim coming up. Buy or sell, including Are the Rockets playoff ready. That's next on 105.3 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.